Hi, I'm Katie Marquette, and you're listening to Born of Wonder. And here there is something more than just a transient experience. It's about uh, being. It's about the things that matter to me. It's about the white spaces between the paragraphs. Then God said, let there be light. It's a mistake you always made, Doc, trying to love a wild thing. As a child, I was taught that it was bad manners to draw attention to yourself and never ever to make a spectacle of yourself. I then went on to make a rather nice living doing just that. The iconic voice of Audrey Hepburn. Welcome to Born of Wonder. I'm Katie Marquette. On this podcast, we explore anything and everything that inspires wonder and awe in the world. On today's episode, we are going to be inspired by the wisdom, class, and elegance of of an icon who we all know and love, Audrey Hepburn. I absolutely love Audrey. I love her movies, um, Roman Holiday, Breakfast at Tiffany's, Sabrina, Funny Face, just a few of my very, very favorites. Um, I think uh, I'm even more inspired, though, just by how she comported herself in the world. Uh, You know, this is somebody who had the eyes of the world on her, uh, received so much acclaim uh, in in her acting career after this sort of um, traumatic childhood and war-torn uh, in, in war-torn Holland, uh, really, really, really faced personally the struggles of wartime deprivation, uh, which would sort of haunt her for the rest of her life. She goes on to this amazing acting career. She has setbacks in her personal life, and all, all, all sorts of things happen, and yet uh, she always carried herself with such elegance and such class, and uh, how refreshing is that? I, I think I think that... Um, We also have a lot to learn from her humanitarian work with UNICEF at the end of her life, which she really saw as the, as sort of the culmination of her life and, uh, and the reason that her celebrity meant anything to her was this ability to help children around the world. And that's something that also inspires me a lot is her love for children. She actually left acting sort of at the height of her career to um, to be with her two sons. And uh, and she never regretted it for a moment. And, uh, and then she would come back to acting later in life. So I think she had a lot of conviction, a lot of clarity about what really matters in life. And, uh, and and she's going to, to teach us some things today. I think that we could all use some of her some of her wisdom today. So on this episode, I'm going to be reading from an essay I wrote on the blog called The Quiet Wisdom of Audrey Hepburn. It's one of the most popular pages on the blog, always ends up sort of on people's Pinterest boards and shared around. Uh, and really, it's just it's just a, a short essay, but a collection of some of the things that I find most um, compelling about 
the way that Audrey lived her life. And, uh, and, and I think that, that it has a lot to teach us. I'll put a link in the show notes. There's some lovely pictures that I included, um, from her, from her family life, her life, uh, on her farm and in her gardens and, um, in Switzerland. Uh, so some really beautiful pictures. Um, we all know Audrey's beautiful, but there's something, there's some joy in her face, some, some sort of light in her eyes that I, I think, um, is, is just really, uh, really compelling, especially in these in these beautiful images of her with her family. So uh, you can head over to the blog to see that. I also have a recipe for her penny a la vodka. I have made it. It is wonderful. Um, you know, Audrey Hepburn loved pasta in the way that only somebody who's so naturally thin can love pasta, but <laughs> I'm with her. I love pasta. Her, her son um, just wrote about a, a story once that when they would go abroad anywhere, uh, she would always sort of have a suitcase packed with uncooked pasta, just ready, uh, ready to curl up with some some comfort food. She never wanted to be without, uh, without, without just a good plate of pasta at hand. So, if that's not inspirational, I don't know what is. <laughs> um, so, I'm just going to take us through this essay. We'll learn a little bit more about Audrey and her life, and uh, and hopefully, it's going to give us uh, s- some wisdom to live by. Um, we could all learn to live a bit more like like Audrey did. Um, so I hope you enjoy. I hope you are inspired. Uh, as always, feel free to um, visit the website, bornofwonder.com, where you'll find this essay, among others. Uh, I am off social media for Lent, uh, but, you know, still you can find me on Instagram, Born of Wonder. I'll be back, I'm sure, you know. <laughs> Again, you know, I always give that caveat of, you know, maybe I'll have an existential crisis, but I seem to always find my way back. But I am off there for now, so definitely email is the best way to get in touch with me, which you can uh, do through do through the website if you just go to the contact me page. I love to hear from you. Uh, I so, so, so appreciate uh, uh, those of you who take time to leave reviews, especially if you leave a comment, um, you know, in the uh, sort of maze of podcast algorithms, reviews are everything. If you listen on Spotify, they now have an option uh, for you to leave a star review. So if you if you can do that, that would be great. If you're listening through iTunes, um, you can, of course, just leave a leave a review, leave a star rating, leave a comment. I so appreciate it. I love to read them. It means a lot to me. And uh, I do have a Patreon, $2 a month. Um, you can keep me caffeinated and happy and wanting to make this podcast. Um, but in all seriousness, uh, that goes directly toward paying subscriptions, which I have to pay in order to make this at the quality that I want to um, for Adobe Audition and um and the podcasting hosting platform and Blue Dot sessions where I get music and rights and licensing, all sorts of things that uh, make it possible for me to make this. I will put a link to the Patreon in the show notes as well. But without further ado, let's get going. Let's hear from uh, the lady of the hour, Audrey Hepburn. Here we go. I could do some of the things I've always wanted to. Like what? Oh, you can't imagine. I'd, I'd like to do just whatever I like. The whole day long. Things like having your hair cut, eating gelato. Yes, and I'd, I'd like to sit at a sidewalk cafe and look in shop windows, walk in the rain, have fun and maybe some excitement. Doesn't seem much to you, does it? It's great. Tell you what, why don't we do all those things together? But don't you have to work? Work now. Today is going to be a holiday.
Recently, I had the good fortune of picking up a book I bought a long time ago at one of those out-of-the-way used bookshops. It's called Audrey at Home, Memories of My Mother's Kitchen. I've always loved Audrey Hepburn's seemingly effortless glamour, class, and charm. I delighted in her whimsical and heartbreaking performance as Holly Golightly in Breakfast at Tiffany's. I adored her naivete and verve in Sabrina and Roman Holiday, and I admired her wit and humor as Joe Stockton in Funny Face. But of course, these were all just characters. I really knew very little about Audrey Hepburn as a person or why she became a somewhat elusive figure in Hollywood after her initial success. The book is a charming and heartwarming read. I imagine all Audrey Hepburn fans will find it delightful. Written and assembled by her son Luca, this kitchen table biography, as it is aptly called, is filled with personal reflections, family photographs, and recipes from different eras of Hepburn's life. While Hepburn was proud of her work as an actress, her real loves in life were simple. A child of wartime deprivation, she considered any of life's extra blessings beyond mere necessities a sheer gift. She loved gardening, flowers, fresh vegetables, skiing, dinner parties, and being a mother to her two sons. And of course, it was her work with UNICEF near the end of her life when she discovered a useful application of her celebrity status that she wanted to be her most enduring legacy. So what can we learn from Audrey Hepburn? 1. Plant a garden. Audrey said to plant a garden is to believe in tomorrow. Hepburn loved to garden. She loved flowers, fresh vegetables, flowering trees. Wherever she lived, she made sure to have a garden. Growing up with ration cards, threats of violence, and rampant illness, she found the quiet joys of planting and growing plants to be one of life's greatest gifts. Whether you live in the countryside with room for large garden beds or you're growing a simple basil plant on your apartment windowsill, the peace of growing things teaches us to trust in the promises of tomorrow. Today, when we are more intimately concerned with our environment than ever before, gardens remind us of the beauty we are in danger of losing. Gardens were never just slices of nature. In the Renaissance, they became consciously designed works of art. It was an age of rebirth, a return to the cultivation of mind and soul. And the formal garden emerged as an outgrowth of Renaissance ideals. The rhythm of symmetry and pattern, of flowers and water, of sun and shade, were a celebration of an idealized, well-ordered universe. And that audio is from a uh, delightful series, which you can find on YouTube. Um, where Audrey Hepburn uh, takes us on a tour of gardens of the world. I will put that in the show notes. And here is a wonderful quote from her son, Luca. Finally, and above all, there were flowers. Mum had learned their names as a young girl when she would spend the summer with family of miners in England. She cared for them with a devotion she reserved for things that were truly important. She always wanted the house full of bouquets of flowers. She went into the garden by herself every morning to pick them, returning with overflowing baskets. In Holland, they named two flowers after her, an Audrey Hepburn tulip and then an Audrey Hepburn rose. She felt this homage was, quote, the most romantic thing that can happen to you. Two, put others first. Audrey said, it's that wonderful old fashioned idea that others come first and you come second. This was the whole ethic by which I was brought up. Others matter more than you do, so don't fuss, dear. Get on with it. Audrey Hepburn believed life was about service to others. 
Hepburn never forgot the aid she received as a child from UNICEF during the war. As a goodwill ambassador in her later years, she took particular interest in the care of children, an act she saw as entirely apolitical. Quote, taking care of children has nothing to do with politics. I think perhaps with time, instead of there being a politicization of humanitarian aid, there will be a humanization of politics. So whether you are bringing joy to others through your vocation as a film actress or a mother or a teacher or a spouse or an artist or an engineer, others first is a mentality that always keeps what matters most at the forefront of our lives. Be charitable, be generous, be compassionate. Three, appreciate the little things. Audrey said, let's face it, a nice creamy chocolate cake does a lot for a lot of people. It does for me. According to Hepburn's son, Luca, his mother loved chocolate, chocolate and pasta. Cooking pasta was a small comfort for her, but one that made her feel at home wherever she was. He remembers the mischievous way she would sometimes suggest, let's make some pasta and watch TV together tonight. Hepburn puzzled Hollywood movie directors when she began turning down starring roles to spend more time with her family. But for Hepburn, life's greatest joys were simple. Her children, the outdoors, her garden, a piece of cake. Don't get so distracted by glamour that you forgo life's greatest gifts. And here's a quote from, from the book, Audrey at Home. It's going to sound like a thumping bore, but my idea of heaven is Robert and my two sons at home. I hate separations. And the dogs, a good movie, a wonderful meal. I am really blissful when that happens. My goal was not to have huge luxuries. As a child, I wanted a house with a garden, which I have today. This is what I dreamed of. Uh, I don't regret for one minute making the, the, the decision to quit movies for my children. Had I done it the other way around, I'd be miserable today. If I just had movies to look back on, and not have known my boys, you know? Right now, I don't particularly want to do movies. I, I have this extraordinary thing that's happened to me, to be able to, to, to express my need uh, to help children and, and to care for them in some way. I can personally do very little, but I can contribute. Four, don't worry too much about the future. Audrey said, pick the day, enjoy it to the hilt, the day as it comes, people as they come. The past, I think, has helped me appreciate the present and I don't want to spoil any of it by fretting about the future. Hepburn took each day as it came, doing her best not to fret about the future, enjoying what she had in the moment. Her early life of deprivation and uncertainty during war taught her never to sour the present moment when you're worrying too much about what if. The past is past, the future is largely out of our hands. Trust, prepare, hope, enjoy the moment. And here's a quote from her son, Luca. My mother was always ready to start over from zero. I recall that during the financial troubles of the mid-80s, she said to her companion Robert, who feared a crash, so what? If we were to lose everything, we have a garden. We can grow potatoes and eat them. Five, love children, animals, and nature. Audrey said, I think that's what life is all about, actually, about children and flowers. Hepburn had a great capacity for affection. She always had at least a few dogs. Jack Russells were her favorite breed in later years. Her cows were known to graze in her garden in Switzerland. 
Once she even adopted a pet deer from a movie set. She loved horses and was an accomplished rider. She enjoyed the countryside and long walks with her dogs. She cherished her time with her two sons and spent the later part of her life devoted to helping children in need. Both animals and children keep us close to what really matters in life. They encourage us to play, live in the moment, and to love unconditionally. Six, be grateful. Audrey said, if my world were to cave in tomorrow, I would look back on all the pleasures, excitements, and worthwhileness I have been lucky enough to have had. Not the sadness, not my miscarriages or my father leaving home, but the joy of everything else. It will have been enough. Hepburn's life wasn't without troubles. Wartime hardships, two divorces, multiple miscarriages, complicated family relationships, dashed dreams of being a dancer. Even Hollywood stars have reason enough to despair. Yet Hepburn's overwhelming feeling was always one of stunned gratitude. She never could believe her luck at having made it in the movie business, of traveling the world, being a mother to her sons. In spite of, and even because of, life's hardships, we can all hopefully look at our lives and say, yes, it will have been enough. Hope, gratitude, joy, amazement, worthwhileness. And one of Audrey's greatest quotes here to, to end this piece, anyone who does not believe in miracles is not a realist. I don't know how to say goodbye. I think of any words. Don't try. So I hope you enjoyed uh, that that essay there, The Wisdom of Audrey Hepburn. She is such an inspiration. It is so sad that we lost her um, much too soon at the age of 63 to cancer, but she accomplished so much in her life. Um, Of course, giving so much joy, continuing to give so much joy um, through through her movies and her her acting career, but also just the way she conducted herself, again, with such grace, class, elegance, um, it's so refreshing. It's, it's, it's such a model, I think, uh, today to, to learn from. I always think of this anecdote, um, another class act, you know, Julie Andrews, uh, there was all this drama about uh, My Fair Lady because, of course, Audrey Hepburn got the movie role, but Julie Andrews had played the part to much acclaim uh, on the stage, but she was in, she was unknown uh, in the movie business at that point. Of course, would go on to The Sound of Music and Mary Poppins soon after, uh, but but at this point, she was passed over for the role of Eliza Doolittle in the film uh, with Rex Harrison, who had been her stage partner. So it was sort of a it, it was it was a bit of drama, you know, that that this had happened, and I think that Julie was rather put out about it, um, sort of understandably, because Julie Andrews, of course, has this fantastic voice. All this this happened, and uh, uh, Audrey Audrey was dubbed in the movie by Marnie Nixon. 
Um, but apparently when they, when they did finally, uh, meet in person, they ended up becoming great friends, uh, over, over the years, uh, as they had mutual, mutual friends in common and everything. But when they met at the 1964, uh, Academy Awards, when Andrews won best actress for Mary Poppins, uh, um, Audrey said to her, um, Julie, you really should have done, done that part. You should have been Eliza, but I didn't have the guts to turn it down. And uh, Andrews was so taken aback by by sort of her humility and, and her just uh, awareness sort of of the potential awkwardness of the situation. And she said, uh, quote, we were friends from then on. So and there's a great picture you can look up seeing them standing next to each other at the Oscars. And uh, I, I think that's just great. What a what a what a classy way to handle that situation. I also thought I'd play here a little bit. Um, from uh, actually, you know, Audrey wanted to sing in the movie. Um, wanted to wanted to sing uh, Eliza's part. And I think it actually would have been great. Uh, she doesn't have a powerhouse voice, but she has a very sweet voice. It might have fit the role very well. Um, so here she is uh, singing, uh, Wouldn't It Be Loverly? Lots of chocolate for me to eat. Lots of cow might not serve Warm face, warm hands, warm feet. And let's end um, on one of my favorite, absolute favorite uh, uh, songs here, sung by Audrey Hepburn. And here you can really hear that that sweetness in her voice. She's singing Moon River. I'll have her, have her play that. And then um, I do have a recommendation other than, of course, uh, Audrey Hepburn. Go watch all her movies. You know, um, I, I think, you know, if you haven't seen Roman Holiday, that was her first film. And uh it's so wonderful. I mean, what a delight that movie is. So I, I, my, my sort of favorites are um, Roman Holiday. And of, of course, everybody knows Breakfast at Tiffany's. Um, Sabrina is also charming. Uh, and Funny Face, though, is probably my other favorite. There's a scene in that movie where, um, <laughs> where she's in this sort of black leotard ensemble in an underground bohemian cafe. And she does the most bizarre, wacky, dance I've ever seen and uh there are actually just like a lot of just fantastic scenes in that movie um and uh and I love her character as this as this uh bookish um sort of snobby intellectual uh who who ends up in the fashion business uh sort of by mistake and ends up falling in love too of course and there's some just beautiful scenes in that movie so uh Roman Holiday Funny Face uh those would be two to watch if you haven't um, but I also just wanted to recommend on a totally different note, um, I love blue, bluegrass music and I've been listening to a lot of Bella Fleck lately and I came across, I, I'd heard it before, but um, had, had sort of rediscovered the song uh, that he he uh, released with his wife, um, his wife Abigail Washburn. They're both like amazing banjo players, and she sings on this piece. And if it's it's called "If I Could Talk to a Younger Me," and I just I love the song, but I also love the message of the song um, because I think back on my life and I the things that I regret. It's not even I don't even regret stupid things I did or um, you know things like that. What I regret is wishing away certain times of my life, worried about the next thing. And, uh, I, I, I regret the times I wasn't bold or brave. And, uh, so, so that's what this song is about. It's about slowing down, being in the moment and being bold. 
and brave. So uh, you can tell I'm also being sort of, I'm being nostalgic. The baby turns one this month, so I'm, I'm, I'm time is very relevant to me. Um, and I'm trying to be very in the moment these days. So I'm going to play out for us Moon River, and then I'll fade into this great song, um, If I Could Talk to a Younger Me by Bella Fleck and Abigail Washburn. And I will put all these notes, uh, all, all the links in the show notes. And um, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope the wisdom and uh, joy and just uh, just delight that Audrey Hepburn brings to the world um, helps helps your week, helps your day. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. As always, I'm Katie Marquette, and you've been listening to Born of Wonder. Fear in
here there is something more than just a transient experience. It's about uh, being. It's about the things that matter to me. It's about the white spaces between the paragraphs. Then God said, let there be light. It's a mistake you always made, Doc, trying to love a wild thing. <laughs>